Indeed. It's a special privilege to join you here in this, in this shul. My memory to the shul go back before your Steve was born. <laughs> the veterans still remember my aunt and uncle, the Kalishes, were among the mainstays of this holy congregation back uh, more than 50 years ago. So whenever I speak here, I, the image is, is in my mind. Yes, I will claim full credit that our shul was a place where your very distinguished reverend grew up. Not only was Yorov a friend of my son's, but your Reverend a very close friend of my daughter. So I feel connected on all sides. I want to take special mention of the fact that my sister is sitting right in front of me. I did not expect her to come. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start there for the night plan to in her honor. See, my sister is an expert in musical culture way beyond our limited uh, Torah community. But not Arabic music. Yeah. <laughs> That's the show. People listen up to us. There's room to please please this whole world. But she's also an expert, and I want to mention that my son is here, Hardy in the back is also an expert, in a series of, used to be called tapes, and CDs, I'm not sure what they're even called right now, and one of them is called Journeys. This is a, a my son knows the story, I hadn't heard this in maybe 15, 20 years, and someone put it into a, I call it, I guess a tape deck, and I had to make a trip to the city this past summer. And wow, I said, I haven't noticed in such a long time. It's the first one on, a, on, a, on one of the tapes, and it's called Ride the Train. See some of the familiar noddings. Come on and ride the train. Don't know all the words. Remember, no two tickets are the same. And the song depicts car full of uh, people sitting and enjoying the, the cuisine, having a great time. But in one car, in one car, there's a group of individuals, a completely, totally different, absolutely opposed way of approaching things. They say, you know, this is not going to last forever, this is eating and this drinking. There's an end of the line. As the song goes, he asks, well, where does this end? He says, if you're lucky, you'll stay until the end of the line. And they realize, that the train is going down the tracks, and it's going awfully fast. Now, I'm sure they're not the exact words, but close enough. 
This is a muscle. I think A.B. Rottenberg is the author of these, of, these, of these lyrics. We shall see soon. Chazal spoken there. Mashal is something very similar. And I believe it's a, an appropriate way to begin my discussion of the topic given to me. Quote, Approaching Yom and Naroim and life, complacency or urgency. This title sounds as if, well, there are two choices. There certainly are two choices. Sounds like there are two legitimate choices. You can either approach with complacency or approach it with urgency. The truth is that most of us fall into this trap. I'd like to begin with Yom Narayim, which is the beginning of my discussion, before we get to the parentheses. According to Mishnah Brewer, Simon Tov Reish Chav Gimel, Sitkatan Gimel. In the Elah, we use the word Chosmeinu instead of Chosmeinu. The end, the Elah, the end. The Yisdaiz Moed Vesfilazu. First, we be very careful about this prayer. The purpose, the goal, the end of the ten days of repentance of Yom Kippur. It all depends on the end. Uh, Rob spoke about uh, the Boston Marathon. I'll talk about the Boston Celtics. Those of my days. Now I know what happened. But in those days, they won every year. And especially was the last second there was somehow a win. You know, the buzzer goes off somehow. They would somehow end up on the, the winning side. The im lo achshav emosah. This Chazal said, this is the time. Right? Time is running out. The buzzer is going to go off. We call it a shofar at the end of Yom Kippur. And that's it. That is Neil. It's done. And therefore it's critical that every time should, despite the weakness of the fast, most important was the last word. Behemoth, not just the playlist service, or even heart service, but behemoth, in truth. This is urgency. The word urgent today means it's time sensitive. I get various messages on my, on my machine at home. Rabbi, I have an important question, but it's not urgent. You don't have to rush to call me back. It's important, yes, but it's not urgent. Once in a while, I get the opposite message. Rabbi, it's urgent. Not so important, they say, but it's urgent. If you don't get back to me in an hour, don't bother calling me back. Because it could be passe. That's what urgent means. Time sensitive. I want to emphasize that what we're discussing here is not merely urgent, but it's also important. It's both, a combination thereof. Medrash tells us, and the Pasuk and Kohelis, Periktes Pasukches, B'chol eis, yiu b'gadecha levanim, Medish. There you go. Just on time. Talking about loyal time either. 
Not to get the real Kohelis. Is there one? The uh, Tanakhans? If you have, if you have, if you don't have, we'll say about that, not a problem. Literally translated means all the time your clothes should be white. What does that mean? All the time, at all times, the clothes should be white. Look how Zal says, you should always have white clothes, which means, mitzvahs of Matan Tovah and Tovah. You should be garbed with mitzvahs, good deeds, and Tovah. A marshal, they're not riding a train, Rather, a meal. A melech made a suda and he invited the guests. He tells them, go and bathe and iron your clothes and put on something which has a pleasant fragrance and wash your clothes. He didn't tell them when. We're invited to meals. No, it's exactly what day, what time, precisely. Didn't tell them. The pigeon, the wise, strolled on the openings of the palace, and they said, "The palace has everything. The palace has everything. No need to call the caterer. It's all there. And any second, the meal may start. You better be prepared." The pigeon said, what the, what, "What's the king talking about? Come on." We'll be able to figure it out. Why? In other words, there's going to be so many things going on. Before the meal, we'll see big trucks coming in with all the catered food. And we'll be, well, then we'll go quickly into the shower, put on our best clothes. We'll be ready. No problem. And they had a good time. They went to work, to the various professions. Pitom, suddenly, Oma Amelach Yavoh, I call the Suda, Marum. Quickly, everyone commented to me. Elu Bo, the Chvodam. The Pikim, the wise, were prepared adequately, came. The Chvodam, Eiske Pust, in their best garments and all clean. The Elu Bo, Benivula. Dirty, and they're working clothes. The king was very happy. He honored the pigeon, but the cause was upset on the tipshin. As you know, those who prepare to come to the meal, those who don't, won't. Ah, so you may think, oh, so don't. So do it at the meal. Okay. That's so terrible. Oh, no. The king said, call him in. And stand, watch, as the others are eating a delicious meal, and they are rowing umitstarin. They're pained by the fact that others are eating and they are unable to eat. So too. This is all a must of loss of love. Those who prepared will enjoy and those who won't, won't. And the Tsar of someone who's standing there and cannot and is not invited to eat is a terrible, terrible stuff.
Tzara. Same Hashem. And the Pasuk, which it goes, is the Cholais, Yiru B'Gadecha Levanim. Most of this Medish is found in Gemara Shabbat, Akkufun Gimel. And there they quote the the Mishnah in Avos, quoted over here too. Tani, Veshuv Yorechal Yomechal Lefnei Nisotcha. Repent one day before your your passing. Says Hamidah Mest, Shiadav Yodei Masiu Meis Shiata Tshuva. How can he fulfill this mission? Avolhan Lo Kol Shekain. Certainly Yosef Hayom Shema Yomus Lemachar Nimsa Koyamet Veshuva Lekachnem Bebecholeis Yu Begadecha Levonim. The cross should always be white, which means should always be a Baal Shuva, someone who is Osuk, and as we say, this three-part work of Torah and Mas and Tovim and Mitzvah. Very powerful. I have a question. The preceding Pasuk, what Pasuk before? Test Zion in Kohelis. Teretet Pasuk Zion. Lech echol v'simcholach mecha. Ushtev lech tov yanecha ki koratolimus akimus masach. The opposite. Eat bread, drink wine. Hashem has already been satisfied, if you will, with what you've done. Sounds to me like a contradiction. Remarkably, the Medrash comments, when is this said? What day of the year, to what day of the year does this refer? The Medrash stops. The Pasuk refers to Yom Kippur. And there are, we're not going to all the stages now. First, some come out to the king. Others, Yom Kippur, everybody comes out. Kula Misanim. Because Baruch on his mate forgives everything. Everything. So now starts a new question. Yotza Baskov Yomeres. Let Echol Vesimchol Achmecho. For Nishmot Shilaschem. And it's called Allah in Nishmot Shilaschem. That Motsoy Yom Kippur is a Yom Tif. And the proper greeting after Yom Kippur is not Gutzvach, especially if it's, it's a Shabbos. No. The proper greeting is Gutzvach. It's a Yom The day was supposed to be involved in these pleasures which at first glance contradict what the Pichim did and what the Tishim were doing. The answer is, of course, that in Yom Kippur we fulfilled the year of the Gadech both literally the minute of wearing a kittel or a white dress, and of course, much more important, figuratively, it's a day of introspection, a day when we spend an entire 24 hours plus, we hope, involved in spiritual matters. Now, it's impossible for anybody to reach the level of urgency of Nihilo or Yolo. This cannot be done. We, we know we're limited. Nonetheless, this does not exempt us 
from attempting to reach at least some level of urgency, not just by doing mitzvahs, but by doing them with a sense of urgency. This is called Zerizim Makdim in the mitzvahs. You run, you go quickly to do a mitzvah. Or, as Chazal put it, Mitzvah Baal Al Tachmit Senem. This is the opposite pole of the year. This is Pesach. Ushmartem Esha Matos, Chazal say Mitzvahs, Al Tachmit Senem. Es the Marami Prah. The analogy doesn't seem apt. If a person does a mitzvah without alacrity, so you say it's not a ten, it's a nine. He did a mitzvah, just didn't run, he walked. Al Tachmit don't make the math into Chomets. Chomets is a minus 10. It, is, it doesn't fit. Explains the Marami Prag that an individual who performs a mitzvah without the alacrity, without the zeal, without the excitement, he's doing it by rote. Post refers to Mrs. Anoshim the Lumada. Without any feeling, he's not just missing a small little dimension, a Hebrew mitzvah. He's missing the very essence of the mitzvah. Because the essence of a mitzvah is the value assigned to the mitzvah. If a person does a mitzvah because his father did it, his grandfather did it, we'll take it. It's a wonderful thing, chas v'shalom, to, to, to belittle it. But at the same time, it's not at all comparable to a mitzvah which is done with the proper feeling, with the proper value which is attached to it. Stop a while ago to see him. To see him, we say three things in contrast to others. Anu mashkimim, Anu amelim, and Anu rabsim. What are all these three? Obviously, everything means something different. Anu mashkimim, I believe, is a quantitative statement. We get up early, and we're doing good things early in the morning. We heard before about a black tomorrow that people who get up early in the morning, thank God, this, this didn't happen. When I was growing up, I didn't see this. I'll be honest. People get up in my shul and all shuls getting up four or five early in the morning to learn something. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful. It's a quantitative leap to what we had years ago. <coughs> True. Hey, my streamer. We're not all of us to get up early in the morning. You walked to, to an early bath and early sleep. We're going to come this week. Who do you see in the streets? You know? I don't know who you see, except for your friends going to sleep. The only people I see besides the people going to sleep are the people who are walking their dogs. So we have more hours in the day, quantitative. You got to step a little bit less, you know, you have to get enough sleep, but. Oh, no, our male, I believe, is qualitative. You have your safe open in front of you. But how much of your mental concentration is focused on the words in front of you? Of course, can go to a shir or even have a chavusa, and his mind is half in and half out. So it's the same hour, same 60 minutes. But qualitatively, it's different. Honor our mailin. Hey, my mailin. We focus on our Torah. That's just why you see him. And they are also a mailin, no question about it. The Kabbalists, you know, the Kabbalists Chaim said, they're not Makabal star for the work itself, but they got a paycheck at the end of the day. So they're focused on their on their work. There's nothing wrong. We, we all have to focus on our work. We have the additional focus on our Torah. What's this Russell all about? We run and they run. Where, where are they running? Where are we running? 
So aside from what it says in the Nesim, which you know by heart, but it means, I believe, that our running to a mitzvah, to a shir, to a chesed, indicates where it is on our in our value system. It's an axiological statement. A question of quantity or quality. The fact that we're running, as the morale explains, indicates that we have a sense of urgency to perform this particular mitzvah because we see how critical and how important it is. We have to run to it. Hey, Martin. We have to run to watch the Boston Celtics because they were convinced they were going to win. And they run to the stadium. Well, maybe the old days the Yankees had some some who uh, would run. And they're running because this is Kiyam Chayim Abadem. We have a different Kiyam Chayim. So this is always such an important thing. The idea of, of running and a sense of values. You may think that a person who's always running is going to be a very nervous sort. He's always running. He's, he's never calm. So the Sparno, on that very public, tells us no. No. Urgency should not lead to nervousness. The Sparno says, I'll sit with Torah. I'll sit Don't worry. I mean, don't worry. But you said before, you don't know when the train's going to come to an end. When you, you know, no two tickets are the same. See, he spells it out explicitly. Al Tidag says the Sferno, Al Yom Amogis. Don't worry about it. You know why? Kitasig Mala the Oshev Vinitius. Don't worry. So, if we just got through Yom Kippur, and the Kodesh just listened to us, Felix, okay. So you don't have to worry about it. But Reagan, Yom Kippur. But the Svan is talking to every single Jew. That's why the Pasuk comes after Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, we say, Okay, we'll have Yom Kippur. Now Yom Kippur is in less than two weeks. So there's a, should be a, uh, a Yerida afterwards? No. Yom Kippur is supposed to bring it to a higher level. It's supposed to stay there. So after because you were in fact literally clothed in Levanim and we hope that the Levanim signify in Shuvah now stay with it then you have nothing to worry about you're the person who's always because the muscles of the of the Medrash you're always walking around clean in the nice clothes the king calls he calls you're ready don't worry what's going to be on the other side we don't know but we have we have a we have a moon there's a, a Ganeidin there's a Yolam Haba which is filled with wonderful things the whole purpose of the world as we heard before unfortunately most people are not on this level let's be honest most people are not on this level I'd like to share with you some of the classic work of the Rambam <coughs> talks about this question. Complacency versus urgency. And it was true. And he writes his thoughts. Famous. Afal Pishat Kiyah Shofar Rosh Hashanah Gzeret HaKosov Remet Geshbo Kloma Uru Yishenim Ishnatchem V'nidamim HaKitsu Mitardemachem 
The wake up call, literally, the wake up call, the shofar. They forget the truth with the emptiness of time. What is it? Have to fill the time somehow. The shogim called shnosa behem overik and they spend the whole year on vanities and emptiness. Lo yoel won't help, but lo yatsel won't save. May I suggest, every word of Rambam, my Rebbe taught us, is counted every word. Lo yoel, bolam azeh, but lo yatsel, bolam abov. And then they won't help you in this world, and won't save you in the next. So wake up, call. To wake up call. People are asleep. In deep sleep. Not just Shnatsen, which is a light sleep, but Tardinasen, in the deep sleep. And the Ramam says the shofar is a wake up call, supposed to wake you up. And what are these people doing all the time? Unfortunately, they had a picture of the Medishah. Silliness. Silliness. Where does this expression come from? Zichru Baraka. The very beginning of the last Baraka of Kohelis. Read before from Paratech. This is the beginning of Paratech Base. What does it mean? If you look there, uh, there's no Rashi on Kohelis in this room, I'm told, so we'll say about that. Rashi makes reference to a Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. Famous Mishnah. Famous Mishnah. A person should be mindful of three things. The Ayin Bosa. Ulan HaTaholek. Listen, Amir HaTaholek is in Dibbe Cheshmer. Rashi quotes, presumably from Chazal. That's the Chorus Baracha, your Creator, literally. That's remember, you have to give a, a reckoning in His presence before Him. And where you come from, the Erecha, the drop, and where you're going to, Borcha, the great. Rush, go ahead. The Rambam refers to that puzzle. Zichu Baraka. You remember all these three things? That can instill the sense of urgency. And the puzzle goes on, and Koelas, we may be when you were still young. Why? You know how it is. When people are older, they're more mindful that, you know, no one was forever. People are younger, go back to the original muscle, the train is a long way off. I just got on the train. <laughs> like, wherever it is, it can't, can't be now. I'm just trying to just get on. We know even that's not true, unfortunately. So in this community, you know it. Truth is, that the puzzle goes on in, in Kohelet, you base Aleph. When the person gets older, it's A, harder to change, as the Matsuda explains. More than that, if he does change, he doesn't get so much credit. As the Rambam says, in Perik Beis Halachal, what's the truth of the Mura? 
He does shuvah when he's still b'kocho. He can easily commit the same sin again. As Shlomo says, "Zacharis Barach Abi Mei B'churas Echa." If you only would do it later in life, and you couldn't do the Avayim if you tried, it's not shuvah mula, but it still helps. He's still about shuvah. The day of the day of his death, and his method, still considered shuvah. Of course, later sukkim in the twelfth parak of Kohelet. Any time gets leak. But the ideal is much earlier. I'd like to, in the last part of my remarks, quote something which is we'll call current for two reasons. One is I was impressed by the piece that I saw. And two, we'll be able to cite which I'm not often able to do. Uh, my colleague, my distinguished colleague's father, the Chron of the Rock, who was cited in this article. Tradition. Just got it in the mail. There's a beautiful article here by Rabbi Ari Berman. It's entitled Fragility of Life and the Meaning of Time, Rambam on Repentance. It's a lengthy piece and I certainly can't quote many of these beautiful insights that are here. It starts on page 11 and ends on page 29. But I'm going to quote a few few insights from page 21 to 24, some of the, of the highlights here. He, co- he focused on this Rambam. What's Havle Hazman? What do the words mean? Havle Hazman. See quotes? Rastorsky's father, that Hevel is the antithesis of the concept of mitzvahs. It may even include one who is doing mitzvahs, whose performance of the mitzvahs is mechanical and perfunctory. This thoughtless performance of mitzvahs is denounced by the Rambam in the Maranabuchim, and does not enable individuals to grow from the midst of experience. And now a quote. Sometimes I was a paraphrase. Now a quote, but there's one word I don't know. So either Rob will help me, or my sister will help me, or someone else will help me. But this is the way I don't know. Laws, I'm not sure pronounce it. Laws are a propodutic. Brings you to something else, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. For meaningful, non-mechanical behavior, which leads to purity and integrity, the law teaches man to avoid routinization. Even axiological neutrality is frowned upon and strives to make everything conscious and purposive in a God-oriented universe. If what Rav Schlieper said a few minutes ago sounds like this, it shouldn't be a comment of surprise. Everything that we do, everything that we do, has for the purpose of Avodah Hashem. And to the contrary, listen very carefully, we are a shovel extra from being, from being mindless. But look at the corollary. This to this. You can pray every day with a minion, avoid other transgressions, fulfill obligatory mitzvahs, and still be considered asleep. Do not conscious during tefillah or awake to the multi-layered benefits of, of, the, of the Torah, etc. 
So this is what the average person is like. Unfortunately, unfortunately, have they asthma? Have they asthma? People, that's what that's what the Rambam says. That's what people do all the time. They're involved in Havle Hazman. That's what most people are involved in, unfortunately. But now, the corollary is, if a person does something which is neutral, he's eating, he's drinking, he's sleeping, but he does it, L'Shem Shemayim, it is elevated. It is elevated to the highest possible level. As the Rambam says, Rambam says, in Hilchus Deus, a person should focus all of his actions. Not only his mitzvah actions, his Kavitos Chassanim actions, his, his Torah learning, whatever he does. And therefore, Peragimel, Gimel in Hilchus Deus, you follow this derech, over this Hashem Tomit, when you're in business, no sipping, no saying, and when you're reading, and doing whatever you're doing, because, even when you're sleeping, because you want to sleep to be rested, to serve Hashem. About this, it is said, So we see, not so critical what you're doing, it's how you're doing it. You do a mitzvah mindlessly, and you can even drink purposefully, with a great purpose, for the purpose of serving HaKadosh Baruch He's serving Hashem Tavon, as the Rambam puts it. Rabbi Berman goes on to explain that perhaps these are the two tshuva poles of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, the enemy is sin. And we, clap, or we keep clapping the whole day to try to eradicate the sin from our midst. Very important. We just read it before. You were definitely Levayim, especially Yom Kippur. Hashem forgive us. Rosh Hashanah, the enemy is sleep. Ram didn't say those people are sinning. Not a word about sin over here. They're not sinning. They're just sleeping. Even they're not committing any sins, but it's, an, it's a life of sleep. Wake up. Change course. He gives an example at the beginning of this beautiful piece about someone who's just so involved in his work. There's no time, but he says, I want to do this, I have this goal, and this dream. I want to do it, I want to do it, I want to do it. But he has to go to the office every day, all day, there's no time to do it. Can't take off time. He can't get out of his, of his road. Can't. He's busy all the time, but happily has not. Therefore, Go back to my title. Urgency or complacency is a no-brainer. It has to be urgency. Absolutely has to be urgency. Must. Of course. Not only on Yom Kippur or Shoshana, but all year long. You know, we're in the month of Elul. Elul, if you look in the, um, in the Targum, in the beginning of Parsha Shlach, Via Suru with Terek Kanan, via Alul. Which means that El is the time for to search, to explore, to spy, to find out 
how we can change ourselves. And not merely by looking to our sins, as we already started saying, Hashanah, but looking more importantly, from the Rosh Hashanah perspective, to our way of life. To a way of life. Before it even starts, we said, Nach if you look in the Nesibas, uh, he explains that it means we have to check ourselves by ourselves. But if we can't, not Korah with the help of others. Come to hear a Dvar Torah from the Rav, from a Rebbe. There's so much Torah now you can get on online, wherever you get it. Including Torah web. But there's, some, there's a lot out there. There's so much that can be learned. When you're walking, when you're, when you're going to work, whatever, all the time. Look out. Help. We talk about a derech, a certain way. The Rambam tells us what a derech is. We think that the question of how many mitzvahs you did versus how many averes you did. But it's not really the case. If I must be specific, it's hard to be specific when you're coming from the from the outside. The Rambam says so. Don't think shuvah to my veris. Lose the guess with the neighbor. No, you have to check what he calls deiros rots. We call the midas rots, and he gives what I've referred to before as the seven deadly sins. What are the seven deadly sins in the Rambam? So you can get the seven: kas, anger, eva, hatred, kina. Jealousy, Hitzel, scoffing, Redifas, running after, Mamon, money, Kavod, honor, and Machalos, food. Nothing here, as we heard before, is one of the 613 myths as such. Maybe, maybe, Ava and Kinna, perhaps. Says the Ramba. This is a derech. It's a path in life. This is not so much to go back to our Burman's beautiful formulation. This is not Yom Kippur day. This is Rosh Hashanah day. Wake up now. You want to say... I, I, I said something wrong, I ate something wrong, I did something wrong, that's your tip. But now wake up and change, change your derech. Is that a detail? This is your way, your path in life, your way in life. It's hard to change. I'm upset, so believe me, it's hard to change. If you saw the last was the first one, as opposed to what said, that it's harder to change one single meter than to finish shots. Those days, no one finished Shabbat. Say, people make assumed that you're all the time finishing Shabbat. But it's much harder to change one meter. That hasn't changed. Very difficult. I don't deny it. But that is our challenge. To remember, the Rambam told us we're going to blow the chauffeur in the, in the official midway in, in, in a few days, on Thursday. Yes, it's exerts that causes but it tells us, wake up and remember your Creator. Spend more time on Talmud Torah, Yes, it's 
it's important, it's critical, but it's also urgent. There's a very wily Yetzirah out there. When you're about to make some kind of a change, and he sees he's not going to be able to stop you, he employs what we call today delaying tactics. Don't accept it now. It's hard. Wait a week, wait a month. Don't just, just don't do it now. The Bali Muslim, who are very wise, says, say, do it now. Do it now. All the Bali Muslim are unanimous. This time of the year, accept upon yourself something. A Kabbalah. It can be the smallest little Kabbalah. One baby step. But accept it now and stick with it. That's what we call urgency. Do it now. Because if you don't do it now, the HRO is going to get you and spin you around. And by the time you wake up, it'll be too late. Now is the time. No complacency. Urgency. It's my feeling that each and every one of us will be privileged to internalize this sense of urgency. Not only in the Elah, as we began, but only in Yom Kippur, not only in Rosh Hashanah, but all the time. The calling you because of If we fulfill this mandate of embracing urgency and avoiding complacency, this is the way that we can be privileged to achieve our fervent wishes Shalom, we're so, so worried about our brothers and sisters in Eric Israel. If nothing else will move us to a sense of urgency, chemical weapons, Rahman al Islam. shouldn't need these terrible threats to lead us to this to this sense. But you know, Chazalei taught us to go from the exhortations of the Nevi'im. We're under threat. And the threats and perils and difficulties ever we turn. Let us Dedicate ourselves to this sense of urgency. to these brachas, see the chasim matova, a shnas chayim and a gula shnayim of the hair of your maid of homies.